Welcome to the Appalachian Baptist Network. We seek to equip, encourage, and engage pastors and church leaders in the Appalachian region. We focus on having conversations on church revitalization in the mountains and beyond. Your hosts are Matthew Jacobs, Brent Snyder, Jacob Gwynn, and Travis Tyler. Welcome back to the Appalachian Baptist Podcast Network. I'm your host, Brent Snyder. I am joined today by three co-hosts, by Jacob Gwynn, by Matthew Jacobs, and by Jaron Street, his second appearance on our podcast, hopefully uh, to become to become a regular. Uh, today, we are going to be uh, sort of going over an introduction to church culture. Uh, this is something that, uh, that I don't know if you have considered it or not, but I hope that uh, after listening to today's episode, uh, you will begin uh, to consider church culture. Uh, we'll, we'll have another episode uh, next week uh, following up on church culture as well. And so, uh, guys, let's just get right into it uh, today. I want to just start by asking a 30,000-foot view question. Uh, what is church culture? How how would you define church culture, Matthew? Well, I, I think church culture, when we look at it collectively, is kind of what what is the heartbeat and mission of the church. So when we look at church culture, is this church's foundation and mission more focused around we really want to teach the word and we're going to be centered around everything that's kind of like a classroom type mentality. Um, I can't remember the exact word that we, we use when we come to that, but it's kind of like a, a John MacArthur type church. Like we're going to be really deep in the word or is our church more of, you know, we're, we're going to be more charismatic and more, we're, we're more relying on an experience that comes with knowing God. What, what would you say, Jacob? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, every, I, I, when, when you say church culture, it just means kind of one of those identifying things about maybe the, what the life and the body of the church is like. So, um, so every church you go to is, is unique, right? Down to the, the music, the preaching, even the culture, the way people interact with each other, uh, the way that uh, there, there is community. Is it, is it more of a kind of family style driven by kind of family, family relations or is it built on maybe kind of community, community oriented? Is it built maybe uh, kind of around a, a mission or a missional uh, statement? So every every church has that culture of the, the identifying mark that it's kind of marked by what it looks like. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think, uh, I, I, I think, I think that that pretty much summarizes what, uh, what church culture is, you know, I guess, I guess to put it put it simply, um, it's it's really truly really who you are as as a church, and that that is uh, at least in part uh, formulated by um, by by the community around you, uh, traditions uh, traditions in the community around you, and so um, that's just a that's just a an overview there. I think of of what church culture is, as I said earlier, a 30,000 foot, <coughs> excuse me, foot view. Um, so how important would you guys say it is to understand church culture? Obviously, this is a revitalization podcast. And so um, particularly for church revitalization, how important is it to understand church culture? I think it's crucial. Um, 
to understand the, the culture of the church. And, and the reason I say this is if you're used to one type of church culture and you go into another church and that culture is completely polar opposite of anything you've ever been used to, it's going to make the work a lot harder. Um, but, but when we look at revitalization, it's also for you to be able to make any healthy changes in the church. You have to understand what is the church, how does it operate and what does it think? Like, what does it see as most important? And if you can never understand the culture, if you can never understand what the church sees as most important, if you never understand the heart of the church, you're going to have a mountain climbing to try to sit there and revitalize the church. If you're sitting there and you see the church and it's a church that is more consumed with, we really want to be evangelistic. We really want to be out and sharing the gospel, getting outside the walls of the church and doing things. And your church culture is, well, I'm more of a, I just want to preach and teach and teach them deep theology. We want to work through systematic theology. We want to work through church doctrine you're never going to be able to be an effective revitalizer in that church if you're not willing to sit there and say, okay, so how do we work through this? How, how, do, how do we become an evangelistic church in that mindset? And so I think mm. for you to be able to do any revitalization work, you have to understand the church. You have to understand yep. its culture. You have to understand what makes the church tick. Because if you don't know what makes the church tick, you're never going to be able to, to bring health to that church. Yeah. Yeah, I'd say it's very important as well because you have to be able to meet the people where they are. Um, and then you got to understand where you're at uh, to figure out how to get where you, where the Lord's calling you to be, where the Lord's calling you to go. And so uh, not only does understanding the culture help you to meet the people where they are, but if, if you never plug into and begin to grasp an understanding of the church culture, you're probably never going to build the strong relationships that you need to build with uh, your brothers and sisters in Christ there at that church because inside of all that culture is 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 where the ground really opens for you to be able to to build those friendships be able to relate uh to your brothers and sisters and then at the same time to still be able to see um, you know what does the vision need to be if we're going to be able to go from point a to point b and if you're if you don't come to point a together then it's, it's going to be difficult to travel yeah. and get to where you need to go in, in heading up revitalization. Yeah, so um, I, I was, I'd been looking for, I'd been looking for, uh, for an article here on, uh, on church culture that I think is, that I think is helpful. Um, it, this is this is this article is is found on edstetzer.com. Uh, this this article was was written by uh, Stetzer. It's it's what is culture and why does it matter? Um, and and this is a quote from from Stetzer, which I think gets at the heart of uh, the first question: what is culture? But also um, at the heart of why it's important to uh, understand church culture. He says this. Uh, what this means is that culture itself is not evil, but a composite of good and evil, values and vocations, customs and creations, beliefs and behaviors that characterize a particular people in a particular place. In any given culture, we can find both the Imago Dei and idols, because all people are made in God's image and reflect that reality in some ways. But all people are also sinners who exalt, <coughs> who exalt other gods while rejecting the Lord. 
Some parts of a culture can be considered good, while others must be seen as corrupt. Those who say we should not engage the culture are using the word culture in a way that evangelical missiologists do not use the term. And I think that that's helpful because, you know, a lot of times in our churches, especially in the rural areas, when you, th- when you throw out the term culture, there's automatically this, like, negative, negative opinion of culture. Automatically we assume, uh, our church members assume that uh, culture is what Hollywood does, Culture is what the left-wing news media does. Culture is everything bad. Um, and, and so that's sort of the way I think that people initially react to the term culture. But that's not necessarily what culture is. That is part of culture. Uh, there, there are some, uh, some, some very sinful, ugly things that are involved in the culture, both at large, but also in the church culture. Uh, but there are also some things that are involved in culture that uh, that not only are redeemable but have been redeemed. Um, and so I think that that is important to understand when we use the term culture. Uh, we're we're talking about the good and the bad, and and we're looking at that from a biblical perspective because the good and the bad, whether we want to admit it or not, affect the culture of our church. Um, and to some extent, the good and the bad have made their way into our churches because our churches, um, if, if your church is anything like ours, is made up of sinful people. <laughs> and so, therefore, there's, there's uh, redeemable aspects that they bring into the church, but there are also some sinful aspects that they bring into the church that help uh, create that, that church culture. Anybody want to follow up with comment on that? Well, I, I think that's good just to – the way you explain culture is – is you're right. When we think of culture, our church automatically goes to the negative because we think of Hollywood. We think of the left, uh, whatever left is of you because everyone's left is always different, but, um, they always think of that way, but, but you're right. Culture embeds every aspect. Like the schools have a certain culture to them in every County. The football program has a culture. The basketball team has a culture. If we go to Tennessee, the university of Tennessee has a football culture that historically was good, but hasn't been good for 20 years. When you look at the University of Alabama, they have a different football culture that has been good for the past 15 years or 10 years, not really before that. Um, But everywhere has its culture, and culture is not always necessarily a bad thing or a negative thing. The culture just means how that group of people operate and the expectations those group of people have. So, yeah, I I like how you distinguished – kind of when we when we think of culture how our churches often look at it versus what in reality culture is yep but, yeah, I, but you I can't think it's helpful you know that distinction of knowing that people have a negative view of culture being something on the outside but but it's helpful to know uh oftentimes we have to know our culture and be able to, to be able to reach that culture and, and so it's helpful I, I knew you talked about ed stetzer and uh, I know he's talked a lot about this idea of being able to exegete or understand your culture and kind of kind of seeing what makes it tick, what makes it moves so that you have the, the ability to be able to reach it. And so I think the same is true on the outside of the church, but also on the inside of the church. You have to understand the, the church culture, understand the little dynamics, the, the nuances, so that you can be able to kind of cast some vision or set some goals and be able to kind of move the church forward towards towards the Great Commission. Absolutely. Um, you, you know, I think another, maybe maybe to build off of that briefly just a little bit, um, 
another, uh, not really another side of that, but maybe an extension to that idea um, that there's this negative perception of of culture, and I mean one that the culture uh, has has earned. I mean, don't don't mistake what we're saying here. You know, we're not we're not defending a a worldly or a sinful culture, but uh, what we are doing is talking about our need to to understand this in order to be able to uh, to reach that culture, to engage that culture. Because as a church, we do have that. Uh, responsibility you know you have a lot of folks especially in rural areas that are uh these this this have this bible only mindset when it comes to the church and 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 what i mean by saying that is uh all we have to do is understand what the bible says in order to be an effective church and listen i want to be careful here because you obviously do need uh need uh, this this Bible only mindset when formulating uh, church strategy, but the church doesn't exist in a vacuum. Um, every church exists in a different culture, in a different cultural context, and so um, the secret church, house church in China, looks a whole lot different than um, the church in Minneapolis that's got three buildings and a steeple and a big old church sign out front. And so while, while both need uh, scriptural fidelity, is, it's necessary, uh, the, way, the, way that, the way that looks when, when practicing that as a church, uh, when you consider that as a church, is going to look different because of the culture that we exist in. And so I think it's important to, to understand that we're, we're not speaking against this Bible-only mindset. We're just saying that you have to have this Bible-only mindset um, in 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 the context of of how how it looks for your church to engage a culture, but not just engage a culture, um, how how that culture has sort of formulated uh, the culture within your church specifically. Yeah, and I I think to be honest, um, you're, you're sitting there throwing the, the example of between your church in Minneapolis, Dogtown, versus you know over in China, but even within the context of Appalachia, we go in Avery County. There are a ton of different church cultures and expectations. I mean, for example, um, even looking between our churches, between Minneapolis and Crossnore, there is a, a, a big difference of culture there. And we're, what, 10 minutes apart yeah. driving? Who, I mean, what, four miles as the crow flies apart? Um, there's just a difference in culture. You could go from your church and go up the road two miles and there's going to be a church there that's going to have a totally different culture than y'all and i i think for revitalization that, that's one of the hardest things is to understand the culture of the church to understand the culture of the community you're in and the, the larger community as well um I've, I've been here for three years working on my fourth year right now and i'm still learning the culture is different um yeah. not, not necessarily like in a bad way but i'm still learning the culture like there's still a a hardship of trying to understand, you know, the way, way people think, the way people view things, because even within the culture, there's differing views depending on where you're at in the county, on yeah. this school or that school or this event or that event. And so trying to navigate through the culture of the community um, is vital. And I, I think it's often, um, it's probably, I would say, I won't say it's the biggest challenge, but it's definitely an early challenge to the process of revitalization is to, to understand yeah. the culture of the church, your local community, like, like, for example, here in Appalachia, you have your church, 
then you have your community that the church is in and then you have like the larger community of like the county here in every county because like we said each community in previous episodes has its own thing so like fourth of july they have their own parades christmas they have their own christmas tree lighting so you have like your church your community and then the larger community um of the area and so understanding those three is a, a, a huge hurdle in the process of revitalization yeah yeah absolutely so just to just to sort of transition um to as way of a transition to the to the next question you know i, I was i was emphasizing a moment ago um we we do need scriptural fidelity we we need that we uh, pastors, we need to continue to pursue that in our churches. But you know, if we're not able, if we're not able to exegete, if you will, the uh, the culture around us, then we're not going to be equipped to identify the idols uh, that exist in the culture around us and in our church. Uh, we're not. I guess ultimately, we're not going to be able to understand the ways in which. Uh, sin has been brought to our community or has been brought to our church uh, that uh, in, in a way that aims to ruin our community or our church. And so um, we, it, it's, it's necessary to be able to exegete, to be able to interpret and understand culture, because if you don't, then you're not really going to be able to understand what sort of idols and sin you're up against both in the church and the community around your church. And so um, obviously we all agree that it is important to understand uh, church culture and the culture around the church. I think that uh, while the two are separate to some extent, they are also uh, very, very closely uh, intertwined. They're closely linked together uh, because the culture outside of your church, whether you want to admit it or not, affects the, the culture in your church. So with all that being said, what do we do now? We know that church culture is important. Uh, what do we do? What do we do now that uh, now that we uh, that we that we see that it's important? What's the next steps? I guess is what I'm asking here. How do we begin to understand church culture? Uh, I think you got to start by just being in it. I mean, it it takes time. Uh, as you go to a church, it takes time to understand the culture, as as uh, Matthew just said. You know, he's been there for on four years now, still learning things about the culture. I've been here almost four and a half, and still I think learning new things about the culture. But so I think you got to start by being in it and by paying attention, seeing, you know, traditions. I think will tell you a lot about church culture, uh, but not only traditions. But the things that, that you hear uh, as, as the, the church, the, the, the members begin to trust you and, and share with you about things that have happened in the past as they uh, trust you with sharing about expectations that there used to be and, and, and the way things used to be done. I think that helps and gives at least an understanding of uh, an idea of what that culture looks like. And then the more you see how the church does things, uh, even before you come in and, and are able to, to start molding and shaping and helping uh, the way you see them doing things because it's the way they, they're used to things and carried on things, you begin to get a picture of, of what that church culture really looks like. Yeah, I think it just takes time. I mean, and, and when, you're, when you're in a church, um, 
one of the hard things so often, I think, in ministry is we see things that need to be changed and we want to change them immediately. And that ends up being very uh, detrimental in a lot of ways. Um, but but I, I think one of the things is, is when you're in a church and you just kind of sit back and watch what the church does on a regular basis, um, if you sit back and you see the events that the church does, the way they talk about certain events or certain projects that they do, you're quickly going to learn where is the heart of the church. Um, for, for example, um, our church has like a big generational divide in it um, that not everyone necessarily sees, uh, which does make it hard sometimes when you realize that we plan events and we schedule events um, that typically meet the demographics of a different group of people. And when you sit there and realize that, you start to see, okay, where where is the heart of this church ministering? What events do we do? And so we look at the events, okay, what people are we ministering to and what group of people are serving in that? So like a prime example, um, there's an event we do every December to try to, to help out some, some people in need. And the people that participate in it, literally with the exception of me and the pastor and his wife, are easily 55 to 60 years plus. Everyone that serves in it. Everyone that serves in it is basically retired age. There's not anybody, hardly, that is under 50 that shows up to help at all. And I think for me, that, that's one of those things that understanding the culture is this is something that we've always done. This is a heart that this group of people that have done it for all these years, they have a heart for this, but the, the culture necessarily does not um, infiltrate the whole church as a whole. And so I think when we sit there for a while and we see what the church is doing, the events they do and the people that participate, we start to see the culture of the church and who it is they're ministering to and who it is they're trying to reach. And so I think it just takes time of, of sitting there and just watching what's going on. And when you sit there and watch what goes on, you learn. I mean, it's kind of like if you like to hunt or you like to watch birds or you like to go fishing, whatever it is, to sit there and get better at it, you've got to watch it and study it and observe it. Like I fly fish a lot. Everybody, I think, that listens to this podcast knows that by now. For me to be able to do good at fly fishing, you've got to observe your surroundings. You know, you've got to see what kind of insects are coming off, what times of year this thing happens. And by observing, you learn and you get better. And I think it's the same when we look at the church. Is for us to understand our church culture, we've got to observe and we've got to look at what goes on throughout the different seasons of the church. And as we continue to observe, we're going to learn what is the culture of this church. What's the culture of community and what's the, the culture of the, the community at large? Yeah, you know, it is, um, it, it's, it's really, I don't think we can overstate the importance in asking questions. Um, you know, don't, don't be, af- don't be afraid to ask people in the church, but also people that's in the community, um, about the church, about the history of the church, about, uh, about, uh, the the values that um, that they hold dear, you know, one of the things that uh, that <clears throat> one of the resources that I know uh, Travis Travis uh, Tyler really really likes. Of course, he's not been able to uh, join us on on this episode, but uh, but we talked about this at a at a Avery Baptist Spring meeting. Uh, I don't know last last spring I guess it was when when we had this but it's the uh 
it's it's the church insider perspective, the uh, context insider, the church outsider, the context outsider, and some of that is really valuable when you when you start looking at, um, at who to ask these questions to. I know that uh, I. I I forgot to I forgot to pull the resource uh, off of the shelf. Um, I meant I meant to grab it, but I want to say it's a it's a Malfurst book, and I want to say it's the uh, Looking Before You Lead book. There's a there's a list of questions in there um, that you can ask that will help you begin to understand a church's culture. But I mean, you guys have pretty much nailed it. You know. <laughs> Really, the only the only two ways you're going to begin to understand the culture in your church is by patiently watching and listening, and number two, by asking questions. Um, sometimes maybe the asking the questions. Well, I would they're they're both hard. Sometimes it's difficult to just be patient and just say, hey, uh, I've got to I've got to pump the brakes a little bit here. You know, if you have a heart for revitalization. Uh, but but even most pastors in general, I mean, you you want to see your church do well. Obviously, you want to see your church grow, even though you might not consider yourself a revitalizationist, revitalizationist or a, a church planter. Um, you, to some extent, hopefully, if you're a pastor, you're a little bit of a visionary. But I think we have to be careful not to be so desperate at pursuing that vision that we don't just stop and say, okay, what is the culture of this church? Because if we don't understand the culture of the church before we pursue that vision, then we're really not going to know how to pursue uh, that vision. Uh, yes, our vision should be formulated uh, based on Scripture. That's that scriptural fidelity I was talking about. Uh, but the way you pursue that vision uh, for Jaron and Rome Mountain, for Matthew and uh, Crossnor, for Jacob and Elizabeth, and all of that is going to look different, though all of us will formulate our visions uh, based on scripture alone, uh, the way we, the way that is fleshed out, the way we pursue that is going to look different. Your guys's pursuit of the, that, that biblical vision is going to look different, uh, slightly than, uh, the, the Minneapolis Baptist pursuit of, of that vision. So, um, make sure, make sure you get to know the culture. Do you guys have any other sort of closing comments or anything on uh, on on church culture, uh, at least as far as an introduction goes? All right, very good. Then we will uh, we will wrap up this uh, this episode on uh, church culture. Our next episode, we will be. Uh, we'll be moving into different types of church culture. So maybe uh, after listening to this episode, you have said, okay, yeah, I really need to start considering what the culture of my church looks like, uh, what it actually is. Uh, I hope that's a question that you are asking if you haven't been asking it already. Uh, in next week's podcast, our next episode, we are going to be talking uh, very specifically about uh, different types of church culture, and, and hopefully that will aid in you being able to identify uh, the culture of your church, and then we'll also talk about the uh, the, cult, the church culture that we should all be aiming for. So uh, thank you for listening once again. Make sure to subscribe to us in uh, the iTunes store. Make sure and like our podcast. If you are not an iPhone user like myself, if you are an Android user, a Samsung user, I recommend uh, downloading the CastBox 
app that gives you access to podcasts. Simply just search the Appalachian Baptist Network, whether you're in the iTunes store or whether you're on CastBox, and there will be an option uh, on both of those platforms for you to subscribe and like. That way uh, you will get an update every time a new episode is posted. So uh, thank you for listening. We hope you've enjoyed it, and we'll see you next time. You have been listening to the Appalachian Baptist Network. Thanks for joining us. If you have a question or comment for our host, please send an email to Network at gmail.com or send us a voice message on our Anchor website page at anchor.fm slash Appalachian dash Baptist dash network. Join us again next Monday.